Taz Show. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you downloading this episode of the Taz Show. As we sail into uh, 700 episodes going strong, thanks for downloading this episode. Much appreciated. And got to give a big thank you to everybody out there. This is a Taz Hall coming at you, by the way. It's going to be a good Taz Hall, too. But I want to give a a thank you to everybody out there. there's been so many tweets like in on Facebook and on Instagram, my mentions, as they say on Twitter about um, AEW doc that I did the color commentary with Excalibur and that dropped um, this week on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, on the official YouTube page for AEW, which if you don't know, you just go YouTube.com slash all elite wrestling. And every Tuesday they drop AEW Dark, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody because I've gotten so many messages, like so much positive response. And a lot of you guys missed my commentary from years ago. And like, we're so happy um, you hear me doing color and uh, commentary and complimentary of my work and all that. I mean, there were so many that... It was tough, like, to get to everybody. Um, <laughs> so I apologize. I sincerely say sorry if I did not either reply to you. I'm, I'm trying to reply to they're, they're still coming in. Um, and it's been overwhelmingly so nice and so cool. And, you know, I'm not trying to be corny. I'm being honest. Um, really, just, uh, I listen, I, I was confident in my work. I was confident in Excalibur and myself as a team, what we did in those three matches we called. I I remember when we did it in Philadelphia, I felt it. I felt that it was the right sound. I felt my uh, my timing, my inflection, everything was there. I've been doing this for a long time. So even though I haven't done it in five years or so, I um, and that's not me being cocky. I'm just not egotistical. I'm just saying, like, I knew it, I knew you guys would like it. I was pretty confident in that. I didn't know it'd be like this, so I just have to say thank you because it's really, really, really fucking cool. So you guys have really um, made me feel great, and I appreciate it. I'm so glad that the bulk of you guys really enjoyed it and love it. And obviously, well, it's like, what's next? What's next? That's the obvious question. Um, you know, and I, you know, I know there's going to be a handful of those in this this Taz Hall. So, um, you know, it, it's yeah. So uh, the other thing too, I want to mention real quick here. Um, about the Taz show So, you know, here we are We're on the cusp Before you know it'll be November Of 2019 So it's, you know, as we know We're sailing towards the end of the year So for 2020 um, The beginning of 2020 <clears throat> Like right in January Things are going to be different For, and I don't mean this negatively I'm just, I'm just like, you know like I'm, Some things are going to be changing um, You know, I, I, I mean, I, I can I must feel like I could say whatever I want about this. I'm not sure if I want to say it now, but, um, well, I'll put it to you this way. 
not that it matters much for you, because if you like my content um, and you like what I provide, uh, for 2020, I, I will still be a content provider. Taz will still spitball wrestling. That's going to happen. Okay, it just might not happen where I am. I, I, my, I'm in a contract year, and I don't know if I want to stay where I am. That's to be blunt. So there you go. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so that's kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, a newsbreaking type thing, I guess, in regards to my podcast. I um I don't think that um I don't think that I'm gonna I'm I'm probably gonna move on uh to a different um platform, but that you know, just now you see this happen sometimes with podcasts that you guys like. Let me tell you, it doesn't really affect you. You know, like if you like someone's show and then they change, unless they change the format of their show or what they're doing, but uh, you know, is that them as a podcast provider? It, it don't ma- it doesn't matter like what company they're with or who their podcast is with you know so I've been with uh, CBS for several several years and in which then was purchased by a company called Entercom a, a big company based out of Philly and uh, coincidentally Philly has nothing to do with my history but it just they're from Philly I don't even know these these big bosses I never met these people so I got to be honest they're not really uh, <laughs> I haven't met them so let's just leave it at that then I don't need to meet them I'm good but the thing is. I think I'm, I'm going to take my stuff elsewhere. Um, so I'm going to take my opinions, my content, my my attitude, my disposition, uh, what uh, Taz brings as someone who talks about professional wrestling. I'm going to bring that elsewhere in the beginning of 2020. So um, working on several things, which I that I can't tell you, but I definitely am working on several things. And... Um, Will it still be the Taz show? Um, not sure. Not sure. I might. I, that might change. I might want to change that. It. I'm not just talking about the title. Just I, again, I don't want to get too deep into the woods here. But um, I will continue to provide content. So don't worry about that. It just might be in a different way. So I just want to. You know, I try to always be as transparent with you guys as possible. Um, you know, business is business, and sometimes you know you can't get. I can't, you know, I can't say too much sometimes, you know what I mean? But I'm doing the best I can to kind of let you know some stuff, uh, you know what I mean? So, so that's the deal. And again, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, no, what the heck's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, no, what's happening? Oh, my God, what's happening? You know, it's, it's, there's nothing happening. It's all good. There's no, there's nothing negative. It's nothing like that at all. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So don't, don't sweat that. It's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not like that at all. So um, I'm trying to think of what else before I get into the Taz hole. Over here, like what else I'm trying to do? Is there anything else um, I want to hit you? What I talked a little bit about AW, and make sure you watch AW Dynamite. Uh, if you know it's live Wednesday, so make sure you check that out. So watch it; it's going to be a good show. Uh, I know that much. I've been watching what they're doing on social media uh, from the Steel City in Pittsburgh, so it should be a good, 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 good show. Um, and that's the deal on that. Uh, what else we got? I'm trying to think here. So we got the uh, la 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 la. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I wanted to um, let you know. Obviously, you know, um, every Sunday, you know, it's football season, right? It's the NFL season, and you know, I've talked about this before. So every Sunday, make sure watch your local CBS game live with CBS All Access. A really, really cool thing here, guys. Catch games at home or on the go across all your favorite devices. Uh, real simple process, and just utilize my um, my gimmick here. Go to cbs.com slash Taz Show. 
That's cbs.com slash T-A-Z-S-H-O-W. And you're going to get a free one-week trial of CBS All Access. And I've put over CBS All Access before. It's, um, um, it's a really, really good gimmick. Um, I mean, there's a plethora of programming on there, and if you're an NFL fan, uh, to to be able to check out, you know, on your on your you know favorite devices to check out, you know, uh, live CBS, uh, your local CBS live game is pretty pretty awesome. So, go to cbs.com/slash/tashshow to get a free one week trial of CBS All Access. So. Make sure you guys do that. All right, so I think it might be that time. Uh, that's what I'm hearing from my people. Three, two, three, two, one, two, three, and we go. Individuals, it is I, Bawami, and welcome to the Taz Hall. Let your voices be heard. Uh, yes. Okay, we had a little production poofa. Apologize for that. Apologize for that. Uh, we're back here. Don't sweat it. We're good. We're good. Every once in a while, there's a little production poof on. That was one of them, but it's okay. Don't worry. That very rarely happens. Back in the day, old school Taz show, it used to be. I always feel like we should start the gimmick over, uh, the Taz hole open with Bawami, because he likes to have his platform and his song done the right way. Three, two, one, two, three. Three, two, one, go. Individuals, it is I, Bawami, and welcome to the Taz Hall. Let your voices be heard. All right, now we're locked and loaded. Okay, back to normal, as they say. Uh, we got, uh, again, this is on my Instagram at Taz Talk, T A Z T A L K, Taz Hall, and begin. Kyle underscore Shellhammer. Uh, what are your thoughts on AEW entrance music? Loved hearing Survive If I Let You Again. Any general opinions on the company's entrance music? I find some subpar and thoroughly enjoyed others. Uh, hashtag verified task. Well, I can't sit here and, be, and tell you that I know every single AEW entrance song right now. I haven't paid that much attention to it, and they are st- such a new company. When I was there in the arena in Philadelphia, you definitely can you get the full ambiance and the full audio of, of, the, of a theme song. Uh, as far as mine goes, yeah, they custom made it, which was awesome, and I appreciate them doing that. Um, that's fresh voiceovers from me in there. What uh, they wanted me to say, I even suplex machine, survive if I let you. They wanted to do, do that, and um, they had a tremendous uh, uh, guitar riff in there. I mean, um, it, it didn't sound like anything else I've ever used in the past. In the beginning of the song, it goes "Path of Rage," you know, which is awesome. So, um. I don't know if they are going to release this to the public. I can find out from AEW. I know I have a copy of it, but <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back for you a little bit on it. So when, yeah, I don't think they'll mind this. Well, whatever. I, I don't. I'm not under contract to them. I'm a free agent, so I can kind of say what I want. I guess right. Fuck it. Um, so here's the deal. <laughs> the initial of that song sounded exactly the my, the Taz AEW Path of Rage song. It sounded exactly the way it sounds, except in the beginning of it, when the guitar's hitting the drums, and then you hear the guy go, Path of Rage. Originally, there you go, a little groundbreaking for you here. It said, War Machine. Mm, see, that's what it said. Now, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, that part of it, and the folks from AEW understood that, well, 
even though my music was called War Machine by Kiss, I wasn't War Machine. Human Suplex Machine, yes. So I was thinking of what had the same inflection of the way that this singer, you know, sang uh, War Machine. And then I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, ah, I got it. Path of Rage. And I suggested that to AEW. They, they loved it. And then they made sure it was done right. So I have to tell you, uh, you know, I've dealt with WWE production music back in the day. TNA was pretty simple. WWE was a little bit more of a struggle to deal with. TNA was was pretty simple. The, the guy was great. Um, AEW, it was super easy. I mean, really, really. These guys were great, and these guys are very easy to deal with. So that I can tell you. Everything I've done with AEW and the sh- little bit I've dealt with them has been fucking easy. It's been great. They've been awesome to deal with. They've treated me like gold when I was there. So, and they're still behind the scenes, you know, in our conversations, it's going well. So, uh, all right, P underscore Laurier 45, <laughs> excuse me. Hey, Taz, uh, congrats on the AW doc. I very much enjoyed it. Who would you consider a breakout star a year from now in AEW? That's a good question. I believe they have a lot of young talents who could make a very big, a very, very big name for themselves. And I completely agree with you, Paul. Um, there's no doubt they are they are loaded with young talent, and I love that about AEW. And being backstage and spending the day with a lot of these young cats, these guys and girls, it's infectious. They're really um, nice people, respectful young athletes, um, and focused. They're focused. They're locked in. It's just they just they want to be there. They want to be the best. Every one of them. I mean, I'm not. It's not like. Bullshit. I'm being honest. Like they all um, just awesome. I mean, listen. Obviously, Darby Allen. Uh, they're doing a lot with him, and they should. Huge fan of this kid. Huge fan of him. I got a chance to talk to him a little bit when I when I when I met him, you know, in Philadelphia. And um, I think he's a guy, Paul, that could be uh, a massive star. He's rapidly becoming one. I mean, his promo work is excellent. They're booking him perfectly. Uh, his promo work and his work rate. The stuff he did with Jericho with his hands behind his back from an athletic perspective, guys, it's fucking insane what this this young guy did. I mean, really, just insane. And Chris Jericho worked with getting him over, and he got himself over. Uh, he got Chris over. Everything worked perfect with that whole scenario. So I'm a huge Darby Allen fan. I believe in that. Um, private party to me uh they're getting a push and they should those those two cats from brooklyn are just just excellent they they really really are i mean the guys that you're seeing get pushed are guys that that can if not be breakout now be breakout uh down the road here soon enough um jeez i mean uh, i'm trying to think i see like the whole the whole thing for me with um with like Jurassic Express, you know, with Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt, and uh, obviously Luchasaurus, who's banged up with the hamstring right now. I am, uh, and I know Jericho was putting some stuff out after, um, I think it was after Dynamite last week, and he was tweeting some stuff. I might have retweeted or favorited something, and he was defending Marco Stunt and the whole size and how some people say things. And I, I have to be honest with you, you know, it doesn't bother me one bit. Um, the way they're booking him, the way he works, what he does, I re- it doesn't bother me. You know, it doesn't bother me at all. You know, it doesn't bother me. Jungle Boy, uh, that whole thing with JR called him Jungle Boy Jack Perry or Jack Jack Perry Jungle, whatever he called Jungle Boy. I didn't think that was a big deal either. I got to be honest with you. I think some people get a little hypersensitive on things. 
but I do think that the whole Jurassic experience is definitely all three of those those people are excellent performers and athletes. So I'm I'm down with all of them. I think Orange Cassidy, once we see more of him, is going to just be another guy breakout. Um, uh, Ortiz Santana, awesome. Sammy Gravana, talking to this young guy, um, just looks like a star, acts like a star, and and not to graze over Santana Ortiz, but I had a long talk with them, uh, something in their match, and, I, and they asked me my opinion, and I, I just gave them, I just gave them a, a little advice on something, and 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 they realized, oh, this is actually a good idea, like what this person's saying. They were very receptive, and I um I really like them a lot. I'm a, I'm a fan of their work and everything, and I you know I I. I'm a big fan of those guys. To be honest with you, though, I mean, I'm giving you a lot of answers here, and and I'm missing several young people. But f- frankly, I do feel Scorpio Sky uh, will be the as far as on the male roster in a year from now. In my opinion, and maybe I'll be wrong, I think he'll be a huge star. I really believe Scorpio Sky will be a huge, huge star. Um, I do. Um, I do. I, I really do. I, I have to see more of the women's roster get rolling. I mean, Awesome Kong is there as the veteran who is really helping a lot of these young ladies behind the scenes, and she's great. I, I'm a big fan of, of Kong. I love her personally, professionally, know her, know, got to know her in TNA, and I'm a big fan of hers. Um, I do think she's excellent. Obviously, Britt Baker does an amazing job. Uh, this young lady's a dentist, legit dentist. And she's really um, got an opportunity maybe to be a big, big star there. I mean, Rio is the AW Women's Champion, World Champion, first one ever. Uh, very talented young lady from Japan in the ring. Um, Leva Bates, I feel, is someone who, once she cranks up her intensity a little bit in the ring, her character's there. She stays in the zone. You guys remember when she was in WWE, or I think it was NXT, whatever it was, the blue pants and all that jazz. I'm just saying, I really feel that she's somebody that has a very, very bright future, too. Uh, so many other ladies I like to see in action a little more. Penelope Ford, I know she's she's got to work on. on she, she's still, like, I don't want to say green. She's still got to get her sea legs under her. But from a look perspective, I think she looks like a massive star. Like she could be a huge, huge star. Uh, Nyla Rose also. Yeah, you know, they, they got a very impressive roster. It's not a huge roster, but it's a very impressive roster. So thanks for the question, Paul. Muscles underscore marinara underscore sores. Uh, okay. Thoughts on bringing back the Tasmaniac to join the Jurassic Express. Hashtag Jurassic Jones. Hashtag we over. That's tremendous. Yeah. That would work, but not going to happen. Not at my age. But um, <laughs> uh, but could you imagine? Oh, shit. I just got an idea as you said that, Muscle Mariner. I'm kind of hacking your idea. Could you imagine the Tasmaniac actually managing the Jurassic Express? Now, that's money. And actually, the Jurassic Express, it, they're going to be my special guest at StarCast uh, in Baltimore. So, and the Jurassic, and a live Taz show we're doing. So that's going to happen. And so maybe right there I could pitch the idea to Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and uh, and Marco Stunt Jones. I could say, hey, 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 yo, what about the Tasmaniac manager guys? I'll bust out the old gimmick and we'll get rolling, you know, and they might be like, uh, Taz, we're good. Um, so yeah, so that'll be in Baltimore. Uh, it's November 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, I believe, is StarCast. 
So make sure you uh, make sure you check it out. It, go to uh, StarKids.com. They have all sorts of stuff going on there. Conrad doing a great job with that. A lot, a lot of big stars there that are going to be there. Obviously, Sting's going to be there with the paint, the red, white, and blue. And Ron Simmons is going to be there. It's a lot of an old school NWA, NWA feel. Uh, the Great Buddha is going to be there. Uh, I'll do a live Taz show. Just go to StarKids.com, free plug Jones, and check it out. There's a plethora. There's the, the Bucks. There's Cody, a plethora of AW talent that's going to be there. So uh, at StarKids, you're going to get the whole gamut because it's piggybacked right into the weekend of full gear, AW's full gear right there in Crab Town, there, Crab, Crab City in Baltimore. So check it out. But, yeah, Tasmaniac managing Jurassic Express, I feel that could work, Muscles Marinara Sauce, okay? What else we got here? Um, <clears throat> Poke Dizzle, Ms. Nizzle. Ooh, Connie Jones. Okay. What would you say is your proudest wrestling accomplishment of all time? Oh, wow. Mm. Well, without a fa- shadow of a doubt, I would say is becoming a world champion, ECW world champion uh, in wrestling down there in Florida, wrestling uh, wrestling uh, against the franchise Shane Douglas, I would probably say is my proudest moment. So that was my most proudest. Yeah, definitely proudest. Becoming a world champion, um, heavyweight world champion was a, such a huge thing to me. And the first time I did it there against Shane and 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 love Shane for the match and everything we did. And um, yeah, and, and the audience that was there, it was it was awesome. So that was probably my proudest moment. Sean Dot Noonan seventy five. Why do wrestlers tape their wrists? Wow, it's a good question. Um, and, and then. Okay, then we have Tianoto answering. Okay, I guess Tianoto, he's doing a Tianoto Taz Hall. He said wrestlers wear tape to either protect an injury slash prevent it, look cool, or hide the blade. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at this guy. This guy is fancy fucking Jones. Ah, look at this guy. This guy is, Wow. Is this guy a bump taker? What do we got here with this guy? No bump Jones. Got zero followers. All right. Ah, yeah, he's he's right on several. The blade thing, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, some guys do, but that's that's that part's not true. Um yeah, no, that's not true. I'm not going to tell you where guys hide their blades, but it's not oh, it, it, fucking fans think and they know everything about this shit and they just don't. It's stick your internet up your ass. Okay, to be blunt, uh, the main reason is um, uh, Sean is, for the most part, usually it's more for a look, you know. So that's really it. I mean, but Mister Tionoto, he's got it all figured out, so he answered it for you. Interesting. That went well, right? All right. Call dot me dot Aries. If you were a wrestler today, where would you start your career? Indies, AW, NXT, NJPW, or Impact, and why? Interesting. I would probably, hmm. I would probably start it in Japan. I would somehow, some way, try to get myself in a New Japan dojo uh, in Japan and train there. That's how I would try to start it. Because I think you'll come out of there more well-rounded than anywhere, as, and you'll have an, a pretty good in hopefully with a company like new japan that's what i would do if i was younger and i could afford it um i i would not say nxt right away excuse me right away because yeah nxt from a financial perspective which is vital for sure because you're going to make probably decent money right away 
you know, quick while you're training. And they're going to help you with housing and shit. And you live in beautiful Florida. That's great. But you're basically taught like one way. Like it, it, it's, I hate to typecast a, a lot of the young athletes coming out of there, but you got a handful of the same trainers and they're all awesome, talented guys. But I just don't, I feel like they're all in this factory, the trainers and the talent, you know? Uh, and I know they got a UK school too that William Regal runs, which is, I think that's good because it just helps when you're out of that same environment, that same school all the time around the same trainers. Even though those trainers are great, it's, I'm not knocking them. You got to be in a different environment. I just feel like they're cloning guys and girls at, with the NXT thing. So, seriously, that's just how I see it. Um, I'm a little old school when it comes to that. That's why I think it'd be interesting if AEW ever gets to this point here where they have some sort of a training system because of the freedom they allow their talent um, to work, to wrestle. I wonder how they would be. I feel like they'd be the same way in regards to training their talent to wrestle. They'd, they'd have freedom and let them be more themselves instead of being robotic. So um, that's just my take. Uh, at Watkins Sun, nineteen eighty-two. Hey Taz, thanks for the free content every week. Did Howard Fink Finkel uh, mess up your introduction for your debut at the Garden as uh, he started, then stopped as his mic seemed to cut out? Was he told to uh, let the pop play out? Uh, hashtag RTG. Hashtag uh, Joneses Jones. Yes. Yeah. No, I I never. I don't remember ever asking Howard that, but I do think it was a case where. They maybe wanted to hear the people more, and they wanted them to lay out, uh, not you know, not not continue with the ring introduction. I think that's what happened. I don't think it was a technical thing. Um, I really think it was a thing where they might have been in his his earpiece, possibly or gave him a head signal. I don't think he was. I don't know if he was wearing a, an earpiece back then. I'm not sure, but but there was there's always something called a floor manager that you don't see on camera uh, that gives hand cues to uh, ring announcers. That's how it was back then. Maybe they changed a little bit with IFB Jones. A little inside chatter on the audio world right there for you. Uh, what else we got? Phantom Vantham 1. Who uh, who would you hire for the new Mets manager? I say Girardi or Bust. Uh, hashtag water break gin. Water break gin. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I want to see Girardi in there. I definitely want to see Girardi in there. So um, I thought he was going to go to the Cubs, but I'm drawing a blank. Somebody else got the Cubs job, which ended up, the guy was doing commentary. I'm drawing a blank. And he got the Cubs job, so I'm glad. He's because Girardi's from Chicago. Chicago, I should say. So right as I was getting records, I know record this. I know I saw something on Twitter that someone took that the uh, took the Chicago got the Chicago job, and I'll get his name in a second. I'm trying to remember, um, but. I want I want Girardi. I think Girardi knows New York. Um, even though you know all the years as the Yankees uh, manager and all the success he had, you know he's got a rep of not really being a players type coach type guy. He's a little bit hard ass Jones, I think. But you know what? I think that's good. Uh, David Ross, doom just got me. David Ross is the new manager of the Cubs. So um, I'm kind of glad Mr. Ross got that spot because now I mean Girardi Jones. He was just recently on radio in New York on WFAN. Saying that I think he was still up for the job For either the Cubs or the Mets And I can't remember where else he said Anyway, there's your baseball chatter um, What else we got here Irish Lindon In your opinion Is this heel version of Jericho His best And if not, which version do you prefer Over the AEW La Champion Yeah, no, I think Chris is doing a great job I mean, I couldn't, I can't really go through The litany of things of what type of champ He's been where or what have you I don't, I love Chris, he's my friend And and you guys heard him on my show here more than once And I, 
but I it's tough for me to get into the whole thing of which runs were better. I know this run he's doing at his age, he's given a rub to, to a lot of these younger wrestlers more than you guys know, and he's doing a really good job. And when I saw Chris at AEW in Philadelphia, I flat out said, I said, you're the right guy to be the top guy here. You're the right guy to be the champion. I meant that when I said that to Chris. Um, because it's a new company and because of his, you know, he's so recognizable from all the years of success in WWE and the big push he's had just about everywhere he's went. So, um, you know, it, I think he is the right guy and he is helping out the newer up-and-coming talent that AEW has more than you guys know. I promise you that. It's there. I'm telling you that. So I love his run with the uh, little bit of bubbly and all that bullshit. I think it's fucking cool. I think it's great. So that's it. All right, Taz Show. We're going to go to break. I'll start a break. We'll get going at you a little bit more uh, Taz Hole gimmick here. And uh, be right back. Hang on. All right, here we go. We're back. So jump right back into the uh, old Taz Hall for you right here. Got to do a water break a little bit. I'm getting a little parched. When I was in that break, I was contemplating taking a water break, but I felt like I would be cheating on you guys, like being unloyal to you. So I didn't do it. So now I got to sit and wait. Gentleman Jones, that's me. Chris underscore trap. If given the opportunity, would you ever manage anyone? If so, who... And what would be your gimmick? Love the show, and great to hear you again on Dark. Looking forward to what you got up your sleeve in 2020. Uh, oh, yeah, I got some shit up my sleeve. Don't you worry about that, bro. Uh, at Instagram, he tags. Verified Taz already. Yeah, I got a guy who's going to help me get verified finally. He's got connections with these people who say, what the fuck? You know, Conrad, that bum. Apparently, he's verified his Instagram He's locked into everybody. You know, Conrad Thompson, the pod god, as I call him, the king of podcasting. Yeah. I'm going to fight him when I see him again. He's very tall. You guys liked when he was on here uh, on my show last week. A lot of positive feedback. So maybe maybe uh, my friend Conrad and I do some more stuff in the future. You never know. Stay tuned as the cliche goes. Um, I don't think I've answered your question. No, I didn't, Chris Trap. Um, if I ever was going to manage someone, yeah, I I would have no problem managing someone. It's got to be the be the right tag team or the right talent. Um, I got my eyes on a couple of talents in the old AE dub that I was I would think of. There were a couple of talents, and you know, in WWE also NXT that I, but you know, it's hard. It's hard to you know the the company's got to want to do that, whatever company that is. Hey, I want to manage this guy. It doesn't work like that. They got to have some kind of creative concept and an idea to have you be a mouthpiece for someone. So there's a team in AEW right now that I do think I would be a pretty good uh, connection with to manage. But uh, they're busy right now, so I don't know. But uh, anyway, so that's <laughs> a little tease, Jones. So I really didn't give you a great answer. And thank you for your compliments on Doc. What else we got? We got Breaking Fred, your favorite alcohol beverage. Uh, this is from Freddie in California. Hi, Freddie. Well, if I'm going old school sometimes, like non-cigar, believe it or not, I'll go old school, a little gin and tonic. 
I don't mind that. A little gin and tonic with some, you know, nice, you know, on the rocks, nice ice Jones. My old broadcast colleague, partner, uh, Mike Tanay, got me hooked on that. I mean, Mike Tanay is a big gin and tonic guy. I think he drinks it for breakfast, to be honest. Loves gin and tonic. But he he kind of got me when I was working in TNA with him hooked on that. I'm also, I don't mind a little Jack and Coke, Jack and Coke Jones, a little, you know, classic mixed drink city. I'm going a little dark. Um, when I'm smoking a cigar, I do like a little cognac uh, for sure. A little coffee, you know, um, a little cognac. And what I do is I take this cigar and I dip it in the in the cognac, the part that goes in your mouth of the cigar, and you let it kind of marinate a little bit just for a second or two. And then you smoke this. You take a drag on a cigar at, with the cognac. It's uh, you'll get a fucking buzz, I promise you. But it's a, uh, <laughs> it's not for that. It's just it's smooth. It's just a relaxing way to smoke a cigar, and it makes you feel like you're really really wealthy. Um, so. For some stupid reason, but I'm I'm joking about that last part. Uh, anyway, uh, what else we got? Ben underscore Reese underscore fifteen. Hey Taz, long time listener here. What was your favorite, least favorite part about participating in AW Dog hashtag RTG, which is running the game? Uh, hashtag Fall River Mass wrestle there. Hashtag Verify This Man. He tags Instagram. Yeah, I really have to be honest with you, uh, Mister Reese. I don't. I don't really have a least favorite part. I had a fucking blast at AEW. I had a blast. They treated me like gold. I mean, I got to tell you, they, I mean, for two days I was there, I, I went in the day early and we had meetings and stuff like that. And everything, everybody, I, I, I don't know if I said this, I might've said it in the past. I can't recall. So many of the production people that work there, I know I worked with either at WWE or at TNA. So that part was easy peasy for me. Um, that's why, like, on the broadcast, you know, doing the, doing it with Excalibur, like, I've worked with Timmy and Keith who run the truck um, for so long, you know, either in WWE or in TNA, that, you know, Keith with TNA. But Tim, I worked with in both spots. But I, I know how to shoot stuff. I know how to cut around stuff. I know the counts. It, I, it all came back to me within, like, a minute of sitting down. So when I did that, just so you know, not I, Excalibur and I, I should say, when when we did that, those, those matches on Dark, um, we never, um, we had no rehearsal. Uh, we never, we met the day before. Um, I met him in the production meeting, the, the, you know, at the arena. Uh, I'm sorry, I met him uh, yeah, at the hotel, I came in. And, and then saw him at the bar the night, the hotel bar the night before. Um, we had a drink. Just shoot the shit, shoot the shit for a little bit. We're watching some baseball, talking for maybe an hour, hour and a half. I got to know him a little bit. He got to know me. We talked on the phone maybe on the weekend prior, just a quick conversation. Um, and then got to the arena, saw him there on show day. Talked for a minute, two minutes. That was it. Uh, he was busy getting ready for dynamite. Um, and then went out, called one match, no rehearsal. <laughs> The first match you saw, which was Joey Janela and Cutler. Then I had to go backstage. I had to wait for a couple hours for Dynamite to end. Disjointed Jones. Then I went back out, sat next to Excalibur again, and we called the next two matches. You know, Lever Bates, Nyla Rose, and then that awesome eight-man main event. Uh, Young Bucks, uh, Cody, and Dustin versus Private Party and Strong Hearts. And that was that. So we really didn't have much time together uh, on that deal. So, but he was great. I got along great. A little bit. I know Excalibur. He seems like a super guy. 
Um, you know, I, I, so I have no least favorite part. I don't have to bullshit you. I don't work. I'm a free agent. I don't work for AW. So for those wondering, am I under contract? I'm not. I've had a bunch of people from the business send me text messages congratulating me. And I'm like, I, you know, I mean, things went really well. That's what I would tell these guys. But like, I, 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 right now I have not, I'm being blunt. I have not signed anything. I'm just being honest. So, um, that's where I stand right now. Philly underscore Dan. Taz, do you think WWE does not mention you or bring you back because you left on your terms? EC3 is a perfect example of someone that left on his terms and got over somewhere else. He's talking about TNA, obviously, and then got buried a lot and now gets buried alive. Oh, he gets buried alive, right? That's no bullshit. Bad. And they're taking a guy in EC3 who's got a lot of talent and they're just, yeah, it's bad i do think there is some validity to that i do think and i've talked about that in the past a lot philly dan like when you leave on your terms because it's not often i don't think they like that very much i don't i i think there's just it's uh it's an ultra egotistical attitude like oh how dare you leave us but you know guys get and guys and girls get released all the time but how dare you leave on your terms you know that they never said that to me but i mean you know maybe that's the reason why maybe i'm just ignored and i'm fine with being ignored it's all good it motivates me um wow speaking of motivation i mean it's like how long already right or wrong you know what i mean <clears throat> i mean <laughs> excuse me uh, yeah, I'm low here, so you might get Whistle Jones a little bit. A low here. You heard the whistle. Ah, oh, hold on. Oh, man, Whistle Jones. How about the shirt, man? Fucking people. You people buying the H2O Jones shirt? You buying it? The Waterbreak shirt? TazShirts.com jobbers. T-A-Z-S-H-I-R-T-S dot com. How fucking easy is that? Brings you right to my gimmick page and get all your Taz show merch. Buy a fucking t-shirt. Buy a hat. Buy all sorts of shit over there. Excuse me. (coughs) So anyway. All right. Justin the comic. Do you think you'll work with AW again? Wow. Blunt Jones. I mean, this guy's not playing games. He's going right at me. I don't know. So, <laughs> being honest, I, I, I have a feeling I will. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, it's, like, it's a tough question. I can't share, like, private business. I, you know, but I, I would assume maybe. Okay. That's what I'm assuming. We'll see. I don't know. I'll give you, I'm sorry, I just can't give Damn it, Brian, we shouldn't have took this guy's question Gambino 24 Oh, fuck Let me do that again Gambino 2004 RD Gambino 2004 Alright How was the AW Live vibe Compared to WWE and TNA you were smooth as butter. Hashtag over like Rover. Hashtag RTG buy a hat. Yeah. The vibe was legit. <laughs> the vibe was, look, working there, that, you know, being backstage at a massive production that AW does. Uh, like I, I told my wife, it was like, it felt like being at WWE. 
um, just different logos around. I'm talking about the backstage feel and being out by the ring and as far as the big production feel in the big building. Um, and it, a lot happier wrestlers, to be honest. I mean, that that that's a big part of it. People, it's just a different mindset there. Um, morale. Morale would seem better, to just be honest with you. But the live vibe of the audience was red hot. It reminded me of back in the day, um, like ECW, but just a bigger crowd, just more people, just in a bigger building. Like maybe not as rabid as ECW, but it was it was pretty heavy. It was pretty, you know, pretty riled up audience. And then it was Philadelphia, you know, they were a hot crowd. So, you know, we designed self. Thanks for the free lunches. Do you think you will make uh, the transition into dynamite commentary or sticking with AW Doc? Um, well, look, we designed self right now. I, you know, I, I'm not sure what, I, look, I, I don't know what the future holds to me with AEW at this moment as I record this. So I can't say, yeah, well, now I'm going to transition out of dark and be on Dynamite. I, I'm not the official dark color commentator. You know what I mean? So um, I will humbly say uh, I'm game ready for, for anything in any company at any level. And I've said that before, and I, it's my, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but... I'm confident in my abilities, and a lot of people are like, holy shit, you sounded really good, and you haven't done this in, like, a lot of years. Look, and like I tweeted someone, I, you know, I do live radio every day. I do a ton of podcasting, tons of hours for a lot of years of this stuff, and I follow the wrestling industry. I'm a public speaker, and I speak for a living, so, you know, I, and I have a lot of experience as a color commentator in the pro wrestling world. I'm also, you know passionate about it i enjoy it and i had a lot of fun because i believe in the aw roster uh, some people knock the roster which is perplexing to me i don't knock the roster i don't care if someone is 300 pounds or 200 pounds i don't care if someone's six five i don't care if they're they're five six i don't give a fuck if they could work and they're entertaining i'm fucking putting them over that's it i i, I don't give a fuck that i don't get hung up in that stuff that's just me as far as being on Dynamite or being on Dark or being on Raw or being on NXT or being on 205 Live, I, I, can, I can do color anywhere. It don't matter. I've called a lot of big shows. Uh, and, again, it sounds braggadocious. I don't mean to sound that way. But I've, you know, called a plethora of WrestleManias and Survivor Series and Royal Rumbles and when Bound for Glory was super hot for TNA, all of those. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm – I, I'm used to pressure. I'm used to, you know, being on that stage. That does not phase me one bit. So it don't matter. I I, I, I I, just want, like, this is not, this AW doc is an awesome show that it seems like AW is really passionate about. And that's what they told me when they called me initially and we talked about it in my conversations with Cody and stuff like that and, and with, the, with the Bucks a little bit, to be honest. Like, it just, you know, and Tony Khan, you know, it, they, they really care about this show. And you can see by the, the matches they're putting on the show. You know, they're putting legit matches, like really good contests, you know. So, AEW Doc's legit. And if I was the permanent person on that, um, as far as color commentary and stuff, um, I'd have no problem. I enjoy it. I think it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love working with Excalibur, but I obviously worked with JR for a lot of years. So that's that to me, that's a layup. I could work with JR any day of the week. He's a pro, he's a he's a Hall of Famer for a reason, and he's a friend of mine. And we have a lot of experience together as 
partners on the air. Shivani, I've never worked with, but geez, Shivani's a legend. I mean, Shivani's great. I'm not, I, I could work with Shivani with no problem. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's great. You know what I mean? So I love Tony. He's a great guy. I'm starting to get to know him a little bit. <clears throat> All the years, we never really crossed paths a lot. So, you know, uh, kill for Klondike Bar. Okay. High Speed Jones. Uh, will you, this is how he starts the gimmick. Will you ever bless us with another E5L? Hashtag Taz Show. Hashtag RTG. Hashtag E5L. Uh, let me, he's got a lot. Hashtag Mizu Jones. He's got a ton. Uh, hashtag Elite. All Elite Commentator Jones. Hashtag Fuck the Hashtags. He's got a whole bunch. So for some that don't know what E5L is, that's Explicit 5 Live. I've talked about that in the past. I would have when the show was daily, the Taz Show. We do four segments. The fifth segment was cursing we just cursed all the time because we weren't allowed to curse on the other segments so we just cursed a lot of now segments facebook jones non-stop uh yeah i'm fucking cursing now so i mean it's like uh, this kind of whole podcast is an e5l you know what i'm saying the underscore p dot a underscore show no question just wanted to say props on your aw doc commentary you haven't lost the step man hashtag no hashtags needed Thank you so much, PA Show. I appreciate the love. Thank you, my friend. Evil Sir two four seven. I just want to say it was a it was wonderful hearing you call wrestling again. Did it bring back the desire to return to the desk? Is this something you would do again? If asked, two questions, Jones. Hashtag RTG. Hashtag water break. Well, oh yeah, no, I I, I did an interview. I talked about it here. I, I I did a whole bunch. I'm not. I'm looking to. I'm not hiding it. I I want to get back in commentary. I miss it. I've said this for several months. I miss it, and yeah, I mean, I've talked to several companies, and you know, you just heard me with one of them, and that's just one that I have a lot of respect for, and, and guys that work there in in high positions that I know and I respect. So, um, yeah, no, I I would assume that. Your boy will be doing some commentary, you know, in the new year, uh, someplace. You know, we'll see where that is. You know, uh, yeah, no, I'm full throttle Jones here. I, I, there's a good chance I'm breaking news left and right here. I guess a lot of breaking comments, but I'm not making a big deal out of them, right? I talked about where the Taz show might live in a different spot. My content, um, something else, can't remember. And I'll say this too. Hey, I don't know. In 2020, if I want to go full throttle back in the wrestling business, then maybe I'm not in the radio business. Maybe I want to leave that. I might do that. How about that? All right. Uh, now that's out there. So uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, um, you know, I'm an aggressive guy, and and right now, um, I have for a while to, I want to be back. In the business to a degree So I'm, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you And I've said this, no shocker You people that listen to what I'm saying You, you know, I've said this before JC underscore Vibs Good moment, Taz uh, Hearing you do commentary again Was like a blast from the past What did you enjoy most About your return to the table Hashtag the Taz show, hashtag we over Hashtag verify Taz He tags Instagram Well, what did I enjoy most At the table um, the energy, the creativity, the the being spontaneous with with a broadcast colleague, a play by play guy in in Excalibur, us being spontaneous that no no hamster wheel, you know. Um, uh, that that's what I love about it. It's not that's what's missing. Like I'll be blunt. Like when you do daily radio, especially sports radio, sometimes it just 
the whole team gets caught in that that what I call a hamster wheel. I'm not a fan of that. Um, a lot of listeners like that or listen to sports radio, maybe political radio, and it's like there's that there is that hamster wheel feel. When you are a play by player or color commentator or just in the wrestling business in general, there's no hamster wheel. The creativity changes all the time. Things cha- I love that. And I love sitting there calling action and I have no idea what these guys or girls are gonna do in the ring. So so JC, that'd be what I missed the most. Uh, that that I mean, what I loved the most was doing that was to have that those memories come back. That's that spontaneity of the talent, and that I could spitball stuff out there to you guys very quick as I watch that because I ninety eight percent of what's happening out there, I can't speak for other commentators or play by play people. I don't know. I don't want to know. I want to be spontaneous so it's organic. I've always said that the best I can, you know. And I did that with this with, with a lot you know, a lot of the talent. And I did my homework on them. I knew that a lot of the names of their moves changed. Um, you know, uh, Dustin Rhodes with Final Reckoning, his finish, he changed the name of it. You know, Dustin and I have wrestled each other. I know Dustin a very long time. I consider him a friend. So if he's comfortable coming over to me and, and saying, Taz, look, I'm going to get this over here, blah, 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 blah. And, and he gave me the name, Final Reckoning Jones. Here we go. Let's go. And, you know, and, and so... I love that. I love that creativity. You know that that's what's that's what's awesome about the wrestling business. The creativity. Um, you know, B underscore steady. Uh, you sir were excellent on Doc last night. Uh, who's the guy? If you still were doing it, would you do a breakdown before breakout on? Hope uh, we hear you on Doc again soon. Oh, the BBB. <laughs> Who would it be? I mean. Oh, man. So Breakdown Before Breakout is a, a segment I should do on the Taz Show, and the Taz Show was daily where I would talk about somebody that I feel is going to be a breakout star, and I was pretty good on it. Ricochet was a guy I did back in the day. I think I did in Helico, Tessa Blanchard. So um, I mean, it's kind of, if you're talking AEW, I know you're just saying in general, I mean, I, I spitballed some of the young talents in AEW that I feel can be, um, that can be, you know, big stars in like one year, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? So I, that I hit, I, as far as like, I, I guess I'm assuming you don't mean AEW, you mean in general, you know, um, I want to give you a good answer here. I'm trying to think of, I mean, I stay on top of the indie scene a little bit, not as much as I should, but I do stay on it a little bit. It's hard because there's so many of them out there. You know what I mean? There's there's really a lot. Um, I would say probably, well, I, I mean, Josh Briggs, but he, the big kid, but he's, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say he's made it already, but he's doing well for himself. Uh, you know, where we've seen him with Evolve and all the stuff he's done with Gabe's promotion, connected to WWE, obviously. So, I mean, he's a guy, he's dealt with some injuries, I believe, but he's a guy, I think, um, in today's world where a lot of the wrestlers aren't as big, it's more athleticism, he's a big guy who is ultra athletic and moves great. So I think he's a guy that can definitely, you know, be one of those type guys. You know, I think Tom Law is a guy in MLW that has potential. I mean, we know his background. 
you know, in the shoot game and in, in the MMA game and, and as, as a legit guy on the mat, but his pro wrestling is starting to translate a little bit to that. I do think he's a guy that has potential, Filthy Tom Lawler, to really, you know, be a, be a star, like a star if, you know, because of his athleticism and his shoot background. Uh, I think he needs to be coached up by the right people, in my opinion. And but he's every time I see him work, he looks like he's better and better in the ring. I'm a fan of his work, so it's not a knock on him. You know what I mean? We got it. Man saying eight three zero five. All right. Describe the feeling of walking out for the first time in years. You killed it. Hashtag welcome back, Jones. It was sick, dude. I, I uh, cry, boy Jones. Cry, baby city. I almost cried like a little fucking baby. Yeah, no offense to babies. I mean, I didn't expect the ovation to, to be like it was. It was really loud, and it was really. It kept they kept clapping, and they sustained it. And I'm like, I didn't know what to do. I'm, you know, I was like, ah, do I just stand here like a schmuck? Do I go to the ring and just grab a ref and t-bone the ref? I, do I just go over to fucking you know Excalibur and you know duck his clothes on the mafia kick him? What do we do? You know, so. <laughs> You know, it, it was awesome, dude. It was I, I choked up Jones. That's the word we're looking for. Anybody that was there in Philadelphia, man, I appreciate it, man. Really, uh, Abrito fourteen. What's up, Taz? What are your thoughts in on wrestling psychology? I believe it's something that's missing in a lot of wrestling matches today. Well, yeah, I mean, I, look, the old school to me. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in psychology. You got to tell the right story. But I also feel this is where I'm more new school. There's definitely a place for f- physicality, crazy high spots that make people say, holy shit, this is awesome. I love it. Stuff that doesn't look realistic. I love it. I mean, I love to be entertained. I love that kind of shit. I don't get, I was never big into selling. I was never good at it. I tried, but you know what I mean? Like, so to me, it's about entertainment first. It's about popping the people. You know, that's, that's important. I think sometimes the psychology conversation um, can get a little bit, um, a little bit too muddy and it gets a little too crazy. I mean, I, I people are smart to the business now. I think today it's about popping the people and entertainment. Gotta have some some sort of psychology for sure. I'm not like as I get older, I'm getting looser with it, to be honest with you. Um, because I see how the business is changing. All these promotions, all these young guys and girls, what they're doing, it's definitely changing, you know, and I could see it. You know what I mean? I know the change. I see the change. See it loud and clear. Well, it's tough to see something loud and clear. You hear it. Well, you see it loud and clear. You don't hear things loud and clear. Okay. Take that part out of the podcast. All right, listen. I'm Taz. You're not. I appreciate all the love, guys. Be back at you here. Dropped a lot of news in this one. Jesus. All right. Listen, guys. Thanks again for downloading. Subscribe. Do your shit. Go to TazShirts.com. Buy some shirts. Buy a bunch. Alright, I'm Taz, you're not. Take it When I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids. Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my 
Got me 